Welcome to Gone Fishing, a show diving into the cybersecurity threats that surround our highly connected lives. Human vulnerability is almost completely ignored in the security awareness space. But why is that? Every human is different. Every person has unique vulnerabilities that expose them to potentially successful social engineering. It's time to change the focus and bring it back to the human factor. On this show, we'll discuss human vulnerability and how it relates to unique individuals. Assessing the constantly evolving human risk is how we make our company safer and more secure. I'm Connor Swam, CEO of FinSecurity, and welcome to Gone Fishing. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Gone Fishing. I'm your host, Connor, CEO at Fin, and I am joined once again by the wonderful Mary Signorelli, our Director of Partner Experience. Mary, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. So we've been talking a bunch about team building, about integrity, about the type of people that you'd love to work with or would you know build a really high-quality team, a high-performing team. And today, we're chatting about what makes the MSP so community-focused, something we've touched on a little bit already. But just to summarize, why do you think the MSP channel is so community-focused? I think it's so community-focused because the people in the community are so technologically smart (laughs) that these peer groups, these community groups have all um, formed really around like building the business, you know, how to sell, how to market, um, how to help the community. So I think that when we have community events and these MSPs come together, I think you learn so much from your peers as well as these community leaders. But just having that sense of you're all fighting kind of the same battles and like, how do you solve a problem versus, you know, how someone solves a problem a few states away. So I think that, you know, just going online and looking at all the Facebook groups and LinkedIn groups and, you know, things like that, there's obviously a need for it. And I think that need drives the just community partnerships that we see. How do you think vendors should play a role there? Definitely supportive. I think that the change I've seen since I've come in the channel since 2015 is really education focused versus selling focused. Of course, as vendors, we have solutions to problems, but you know, an MSP needs to know how to talk to their customer about solving the problem. And a lot of it is around education and not necessarily the solution. Yeah, that's uh, real early on when I was getting into the industry. That's one thing that I noticed real quickly is that not only were the communities used to learn, that literally it's, it's where people went to make friends. It's where people went to hang out with a lot of their friends. Unfortunately, COVID put a damper on that for uh, you know two or three years. But uh, going to events, it's like a family reunion for a lot of people. <laughs> Completely. And arguably, you know, sometimes family reunions are filled with drama, uh, and sometimes you don't like some of your family members. However, <laughs> a lot of people you meet at uh, community events or or shows, it's just like you're getting back together with the gang's getting back together, so to speak. We're kind of like the traveling circus. <laughs> We're going city to city, seeing the same people. Um, I met with a group of Dallas area vendors last week, maybe. And I was saying that I see some of them, even though we're local, I see them more on the road. You know, I'll see them seven or eight times in a year on the road. Some of my, you know, family, I don't see seven, eight times a year. So it's it's definitely a family feel. Yeah. I remember, uh, I forget what breach this was, but... There was a security breach of a 
widely used tool. And I was in one of the Slack communities here. And hours before the company that got breached came out and announced that they were breached and something needed to happen. The community was talking about it, about how to prevent it from absolutely screwing all of them already. It's like they, the people had all come together to help educate people, which uh, it was really cool to see uh, the example of it. I would say everybody's goal is to help, you know, whether it's their customers, each other, these peer-to-peer relationships are are really important. Where do, uh, where do people get community wrong? Mm -hmm. You think? Probably join a community for the wrong reasons. You know, if, if your goal is solely to make money, I think you will fail in the community. I think you have to build those relationships. You've got to do so with integrity and trust and be open and honest about, you know, Sometimes you have a customer that you're like, you know what, we may not be the best fit for you, but I know that this company might be a better fit. And to be able to say that and to put that out there, I think just increases your credibility is, you know, sometimes it's not the right fit and you have to be willing to say that. Yeah. I remember doing that early on. I also remember, I remember that there were times when if you just showed up with the intention of making friends and honestly at the height of peak covid like a year and a half into it it it's just like wow when covid started i was very glad i'm a little bit of an introvert most times very happy to sit in a basement by myself in the cool calm quiet not hear anyone not talk to anyone (laughs) and get on my computer play video games or whatever it was and then like a year and a half into it it's like uh i would kill someone to just hug somebody it's like i've talked to the same four people for the last year and a half and it was my mom my dad and my brother who still lived at home with us so like uh that's one thing that really stood out is like oh these are just people who are out and about just trying to make friends because they just want to be friendly and and meet more cool people that are honestly a lot like them yeah exactly and i think that um when you go to a conference and all these super technical people that spend a lot of time in front of a computer are meeting with other people that are like them, that like maybe communication is not like their forte or, or something like that. Or they, um, was it MSP GeekCon where they had like a gaming room Yeah, that people could go and just like play games because that's like what they like to do. And being able to belong to something, you know, to, to something bigger than themselves, I think is huge. So there's, there's such a sense of belonging in the community between vendors too and competing vendors and, um, you know, MSPs as well. I just think I haven't seen a community, I guess, function as such a good ecosystem together as the channel. Yeah. I always compare it to my experience in Delaware is everybody knows everybody. So if you, if you're trying to get a job or if you're going somewhere brand new, it's, there's a very, very good chance you went to school with their kids or your parents went to school together or quite honestly, you're somehow related. And uh, while the related part isn't quite so true about uh, the MSP channel, it's definitely like, uh, oh, you worked with so-and-so and I love them. So by extension, now I love working with you or it's uh, increasingly so like references uh, and and the type of people that you've worked with and who you are is way more important than you know, sometimes your job experience. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, as we've seen these tech layoffs over the last, you know, probably year and a half, 18 to 24 months on LinkedIn, it's just friend after friend posting, hey, this person's a great catch and like promoting other people, you know, that maybe just got laid off, but they're looking for work and being references and building each other up and helping people. I think it's just huge. Yeah, it really is. But what would you say to the lurkers in communities, the people who are 
I'll air quote here for those that are just listening, who are a part of it, but they're not actively engaging? How should they get involved if they're worried about it or if they just want to get off the sidelines? Gosh, that's a great question. Um, one of the coolest things happened to me, I think it was at um, ChannelCon in Vegas, where I was in the elevator, I had my badge on, and this man was in the elevator with me, and we were going to um, one of the evening functions or whatever, and he literally said, I'm not good at talking to people, can I just hang out with you? And like, I had, he was the sweetest person, and I was like, of course, like, let's go. And like, just, I guess it was more of a compliment to me thinking I must have an energy about me that says, Hey, I'll be your friend, <laughs> you know, and taking him around. And he probably hung with us for about an hour and he literally tapped me on the shoulder and he goes, I think I'm going to be okay now. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, like that was the sweetest thing. But just knowing that the channel is just such a soft spot for anybody, you know, that everybody's welcome. Everybody is enough. Yeah. I remember thinking of thinking that about, Someone we've had on the podcast before, Adam Evans, where it's like he's not shy about telling you that he's scared to talk most times and public speaking isn't his forte. And that's why he hasn't done it in the past. And then it's like he opens his mouth and he says some like incredibly wise things. And you're like, yeah, people should just listen to you, though. So <laughs> you should. Uh, what do we need to do to get you to keep talking? And everyone was super like I've seen him post about it on LinkedIn. I've talked about it with him a ton every time I see him. And uh and He's by the way, his, his videos on LinkedIn are some of the best content. They're like two and a half minutes, but it's like, you know, what is a cybersecurity compliance? What is, you know, this? And he just answers those questions like so succinctly and he's so good at it. So love the content he puts out. Yeah, I think a lot of people could take more, could take more from his example is uh, a lot of what, a lot of why people don't speak up and reach out and ask questions is because of the way they think they'll be perceived. But the only thing that I've ever seen in this community is, uh, or it even like community led, led things is that everyone will be supportive. And if somebody's not, it's like the rest of the community jumps down their throats. And they're, oh, like, Whoa. Self-policing, for yeah, sure. they're like, Whoa, pal. Yeah. <laughs> We're all out here just trying to be good people. We're trying to like what I say, I'm just trying to be with a group of cool people doing cool things. And the way to absolutely not do that is to jump down somebody's throat, somebody's throat if if someone else speaks up and you make fun of them. So don't do that. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, what, what's one piece of advice you'd leave with the people that are listening? Oh, gosh. One thing that I have seen, and I think we've all seen this, maybe I've all done this, I don't know, but at events, <laughs> there is a lot going on a lot of free alcohol, <laughs> yeah. a lot of food, but just when you're at these community events, pace yourself. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really important. And what you do when you're, you're sober and what you do when you're not, um, can have a last lasting impact. It could definitely have a lasting impact on people's perception of you for sure. And yeah. I've seen many of people who were embarrassed by their behavior after the fact because of uh, I don't know. Sometimes you get caught up in, I'm with all my friends. It's still, it, this is one thing that I tell people when they show up is never forget this is technically a work event. Yeah. So it's like, sure, have a great time, stay out longer than you should, drink a little bit more than you should, whatever. It's like, always remember that these are almost certainly the people that you will be working with. And if your job here ends, you'll probably be asking the people you're talking to right now for one. Yeah. I had, had some, I had someone reach out. Um, 
about a job that I had posted for. And all I could think of was the behavior I saw at a show. And I was like, I would not want to representing my company. Yeah. You know, I think I told Andrew for his first show, like, don't do anything that would embarrass you, the company or your grandma. Like, yeah. Go by those rules. You should be good. Should be good. Should be good. Pace yourself. I would, I would say my last piece of advice is just always help. Because one yeah. day you'll need help and it'll come back around. You will always need help. For sure. You will always need help. And you'll be very glad when people are there to willing to help you when you need it. Yeah, I think last <laughs> the one example I can think of is a competitor of ours um, was trying to set up a big booth by themselves. And I was like, there's no way they're going to get that done. And so you just roll up your sleeves and you help your competitor set up their booth because you want them to be yeah. successful too. And I guarantee you, if I needed the help, they'd do the same. Sometimes you're there on your own yet. So for those of you listening, two pieces of advice were make sure you never forget you're at a work event and always be willing to help somebody because you're going to need help at some point and they'll be willing to help you if you're, if they, if you help them in the past, they'd be willing to help you anyways, but it's always way easier to help somebody that you like. So be somebody that somebody likes. Nice. We should make a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, people buy from people they like. That was always my, uh, my way. So it's like, you know. If I just seek out to make a friend, even when I was on sales calls early on, if I'm just here to make a friend, there's two possibilities. One, I made a friend. Or two, they ended up being a customer. It's like, it's a win-win either way. It's like, it wasn't a win or a lose. It was a, well, I either win here or I win here. Uh, And that's how I always thought about it. And I think it really served us well so far. Yeah, I totally agree. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining, Mary. It's been a blast chatting with you and look forward to doing it again sometime soon. All right. Talk to you later. Once again, I am Connor, CEO at Finn Security, host of the Gone Fishing Podcast, the one you've been listening to, and we will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about creating high-quality security awareness training campaigns that engage employees and change their habits, then check out Finn Security at phinsec.io or click the link in our show notes. Thanks for fishing with me. See you next time.